This weekend of the box office, doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a strange case of box office to review. Plus, the elite eight and a half of Multiplex Sadness begins as Marvel takes on DC. Cats fight their way through Martians, Moms, and Benefer. And in the matchup we've all been waiting for, it's Turl versus Alvy Avery. I know. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this 198th episode of... What's in the box office? Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make, where each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Dr. Love. Uh, I couldn't think of a better doctor song. I couldn't get there. You set me up with the bad case of loving you, uh-huh. and I was like, "Well, Doc- there's, doc- there's Doctor Love, Love by there's, Kiss. Yeah, uh, there's Doctor Robert by the Beatles. I, uh, I don't know. I struggled, but uh, it's mostly because I couldn't think of like lyrics. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to be like I'm. I'm your host. They call me Doctor Love. Uh, <laughs> no one's ever called you that. Though I think going forward, you know, let's let's think about it. We'll call you Doctor Love. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh, yeah, very exciting stuff this week. A lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Shall we get right into it? I think we should. I. Uh, so we got a top five every week. We got a top five. Of course, uh, the uh, the good doctor came out this week. So in his honor, uh, I have ranked the top five MCU movie titles. Okay. I. Uh, not a uh, not a huge group to choose from. They don't really go for the interesting titles, right. but there are uh, there are at least five that I felt worth shouting out. I uh, or five I went with Spider Man Far From Home. Okay, I uh, this is the one that uh, it cemented the naming convention. They've all got the home thing going on. I uh, oh they were saying they all got Spider Man. Yeah, the home thing. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they cemented who these movies would be about. It was up in the air a bit. Perhaps this All the was titles gonna... have Spider-Man. The second yeah. one could have just been called Far From Home. But sure. They decided to put Spider-Man it, at the front again. It could have been called Ned Far From Home. I. Uh, but yeah, and I think on on the one hand, the the being far from home is kind of the thing that I not, not that I don't like about this movie. I do like this movie, but that uh, that hinders it a bit in my mind. On the other hand, I think it's just it's cleverly uh, it's cleverly explained. It's just mm-hmm. simple, uh, simple, well done. Kind and of I the, think uh, it might be the, one. the best of the trilogy. Uh, well, there's uh, there's room there's room for that to be true, <laughs> for sure. I uh, number four, another simple one. I went with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Sure. Which is just a uh, again just a simple uh, simple clean clever way to do the uh, to do the sequel title, uh, especially in uh, in contrast to. So many of these other movies, which are just uh, named after characters. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd thought about uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. That's cool, and that's a cool name. But like, that's not. It's also strange not, that it's just two people. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, know. yeah, that's not. Uh, that's a good point. I, uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a guy. It's just a guy's name. It'd be like if like it was called Ant Man colon the Wasp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have thought about that. I uh, number three, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, 
Uh, this, I think, was definitely the coolest one. Briefly considered Endgame. This is number three, though. Uh, well, the coolest of the uh, Avengers, oh, rather. Uh, you know, I'd considered Endgame, but uh, yeah. a little hokey because he yeah. says it. Yeah, and it's that was when we when we left the movie. Not like you and I, but just the movie-going community. Uh-huh. It's like, well, what's the title going to be? I guess probably Endgame, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that that pro- that probably would have been like the betting favorite. Uh, is my guess. Yeah, and it, it, it would have been better if they hadn't said it and it was called Endgame. Yeah. I think my favorite uh, Avengers title is Age of Ultron. Okay. I, I like that. I like how that flows. Yeah. It just, I don't uh, I don't know that it really uh, it really fits with the movie, you know? It was the Age of Ultron. It was a couple weeks of Ultron. He changed everything. <laughs> it, was go- it was threatening to be Age of Ultron. Yeah, sure, but then it wasn't. I... Okay, well... Give me give me an age and then that title's great, but as it is, it's a uh, watch out for the age of Ultron. God forbid we get there. I uh, number two though, Thor Ragnarok. I mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand, that's just a thing, Ragnarok. Uh, on the other hand, super cool word. They just the uh, the old Norse just knocked it out of the part with with Ragnarok. Right out of that part. Uh, yeah, I was kind of hoping that we could just uh, we could just sail past that, but no, I guess no. That, uh, that was evident that I said we part. Keep that in the part. Yeah. Uh, no, Ragnarok's just super cool, and again, it it works. It happened. Uh, it's not just a not just an idea that we're uh, right. we're evoking. It uh, it ties in really well. Super cool idea. Idea. God, dang it. <laughs> I. And uh, number one, the... Uh, I don't think this Dr. Love moniker is doing you any favors. I think it's going it's a, right to your head. It's, a, it's an honorary doctorate. <laughs> uh, number one, the uh, honorable uh, himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, you like that uh, one. Yeah, it's by far their most interesting title. Uh, Are you only going with movies that have not been released yet? Yes, I did not consider uh, future movies. Because Love and Thunder is good. Love and Thunder is good. Yeah. Wakanda uh, Forever, like Endgame. Bit on the no, nose. No, Wakanda Forever is not good. Bit on the nose. Yeah. I, I'd say even uh, well past Endgame in terms of on the noseness. The Marvels. For my taste. Cute. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Ant Man. God, what is that? Is that just called Ant Man and the Wasp uh, Quadramania? Quantum. Quantum. But is it Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania? Or is it, just, it must be both, right? Yeah. That's weird. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah, the fact that it's Ant-Man, and then from now on, it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... Just call it Quantumanium. You, when you got Evangeline Lilly in your series. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I like about her is her views. <laughs> Love the views! <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Doctor Strange, a uh, fine movie, really cool title. Uh, let's get back to the uh, actual top five, though. Uh, number one, of course, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, made $187.4 million. Pretty good. Not a lot of movies do that uh, in its opening weekend, of course. Number two was The Bad Guys, which made $9.5 million. That was a 41% drop. That is up to 57.3 total. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came in at number three with $6 million. It's a 47.8% drop. That's up to 169.7. Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore, came in at number four with $4.2 million. It was 86 total on a 48.7% drop. 
And number five, once again, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which made $3.5 million, a 36.3% drop. That's up to 41.7. All right, our feature presentation is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And with its $187 million opening weekend... I should have gone with Doctor Feelgood. I see. You want to do it now? Nah. Doctor Feelgood! Okay, you said no and then you did it. 187 I, didn't want to. I had to. Opening weekend, million dollar opening weekend. It's the 11th biggest opening weekend in history, the 7th biggest of the MCU, and it actually set an IMAX worldwide record for the month of May. Wow. The movie was very front. That's the good news. The bad news is the movie was very front loaded with a $90 million opening weekend. I think it's around there. Um, and then you only make about double that. That shows heavy front loading, a B plus cinema score, which is the third time ever the MCU has rated below an A minus. The others being Thor, the Dark World, and Eternals. Yeah, of course, with cinema score, it's either an A or an F, basically. And um, it's going to be the only blockbuster playing for three weeks until Top Gun Maverick comes out next week. We'll tell the tale. Of where this ends up, but barring a huge collapse, we're still getting over four hundred million dollars, which would be a significant improvement over the first film, which made around two hundred or so to twenty to thirty. Um, so still a huge win, but you do have to take into account uh, how front loaded it might be. But the summer movie season off to a good start. Let me ask you this: Do you think this movie? reached such highs uh, because people are still just kind of craving a main mainline Marvel content. You know, we were in sort of the, uh, the reset phase where we had the black widow and we had the new, uh, the new guy in Shang-Chi and we had the new guys in the Eternals. Uh, and then we got Spider-Man back and now we got Dr. Strange back and he's one of the, uh, he's one of the main ones. I think people are still excited about that. Do you think people came in expecting more of a, 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 I guess, MCU world building thing where this was going to be like a major component of this next phase? Yeah, I certainly think that's the case, which it's definitely not. I think that the, uh, I mean, the WandaVision thing helped. Adding another Avenger to your your movie is always a good idea. Um, The trailer for this played... As the end credit scene of Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. Which got a Pretty bunch, big deal. bunch of eyeballs on it. Um, it's opening the summer movie season. I you know, I don't think the popularity here rests on Doctor Strange. Meanwhile, to all you motherfuckers who said uh, this movie could be another Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, we got to prepare ourselves. I, we all fucking... I told you. No, no. I mean that was that was that was insane. That was them being crazy. Um, And then I think there's a a big uh, thing where this movie isn't. There's not a lot of buzzy moments. You know what I mean? Sure. I think the Illuminati scene, without getting giving away any spoilers, has like two aspects of it. Out of the six that they show, five, five chairs, two aspects of it that general audiences will be like, oh, look at that. And everything else that they show is very much like a, which one is? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? And then there's one where 99% of the people are going, who, what? Yeah. Um, and then we all know that scene ends incredibly quickly. 
and uh, doesn't really amount to much. So there's that kind of disappointment factor. You know, it doesn't have the buzzy moments. It it obviously doesn't have the Spider-Man all uniting as, as Spider-Man did. But even movies like, um, you know, I, I think that Marvel thought that the Wanda thing would be the buzzy thing. That she's the villain. Yeah. And she's murdering people. But we all knew that already going into it. Yeah, I think even general audiences, at some point, they had to <clears throat> show in the advertisements that, you know, she's the bad guy. Right. Um, and if you go back and watch the trailer, there's so much shit they give away in that trailer. You know, her fighting Captain Marvel, for example, is just all over that trailer. Uh, and so it's... There weren't a lot of buzzy moments like Guardians had the surprise factor. Thor Ragnarok had the comedy, you yeah. know, that was a big kind of leaving that theater going, it's really funny. And people be like, really? It's funny? Plus the direct lead into <laughs> Infinity War. That helps. You know, I just, um, I think to be a big Marvel success, you need to leave the theater and have people go, you need to see this. And I don't think Doctor Strange has too much of that. Um, plus, in my opinion, it's not very good. So I think that would also hinder people's reactions to it. Time will tell, though. It's the only thing playing. Marvel can can be leggy sometimes, but it was very front-loaded, and I don't know how many people, casual movie yours, are seeing it and going to their friends, you got to see Doctor Strange. Yeah. Though, I mean, I, I, do, I do think it's important to to say that, like, regardless, this is still a huge win. Oh, yeah, no, like I said, it's going to, unless it collapses abnormally, it's going to cross probably 400. Yeah. Um, which is terrific for a sequel to a movie that made, like, 230. And uh, and it's it, it doesn't have, it's not going to open in China for a dumb reason. Um, it's not going to open in Russia or the Ukraine, obviously. So, it's, uh, getting to a billion might be tough, but... It, it's, it always is. It's it's rolling along. Yeah. And I think it'll be fine, but next week's going to be very interesting. All right. In other box office news, there's not a whole lot. Um, Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore has now made 80... What does it say? 86? 86.3. So it has still not made more money than Sisters, Waterworld, The Ugly Truth... You know what that is? The Ugly Truth? Uh-huh. Does that have Catherine Heigl in it? Catherine Heigl, Gerard Butler. Yes. He makes her wear vibrating underwear and then has her go to an important business dinner and turns that shit on. It's very funny. <laughs> that sounds funny. Because she comes. Um, nice. Red. Humor. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Ooh, that was a good game. Heaven is for real. Tomorrowland. And 10,000 B.C. One thing you may remember about Tomorrowland is that it's one of the biggest flops (laughs) of the 21st century. It made it at least to the second round of our tournament. Yeah. All those movies have still currently made more than Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh, boy. And uh, that's really all I got. Everything pretty much stayed the same. Uh, Yeah, I do. uh, You know, I mean, we kind of do this every week at this point, so I'll be brief. But uh, yeah. It seemed it seemed like this could have been the week where everything everywhere all at once uh, craters because Doctor Strange is just it but more mainstream. Right. I uh, and still only a 36% drop. Still pulling in 3.5 million is cross yeah. 40. 
Like, that just continues to be very cool. Yeah, and I think I said last week that I don't think it would because, like, the people who are going to see Everything Everywhere... Yeah. ...have already... have The people who are going to... Those audiences that over, overlap have either already seen Everything Everywhere all at once or don't care about Doctor Strange, in my mind. Yeah. But uh, it's still very cool. Yeah, a lot of... All the kids' ones didn't... That's not a kids' one. But the kids' movies held up pretty well. The bad guys in Sonic... Compared to, because Marvel is for four, kids. four kids, yeah. yeah. So, all right, that's it. All right, well then, it is time to play everyone's favorite game. Did, Did it, it make more or less than, less than Ted? Ted? We all know how to play. I name a movie, and you tell me whether it made more or less than Ted at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. Your first film is The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, less. Correct. 2014. Correct. A quick two points for you, sir. Well done. Let's try your second film, though. Alvin and the Chipmunks. The end. The first one. Yes. Less. Uh, That is correct. Yes. 2007. Also correct. Holding strong with, uh, with this one here. Now we're going to your final film. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Ah, more. Yes. 2000 and, oh, four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think you were faking the realization. I think you knew that one all along. I did know that one. Uh, Yes, that was a clean sweep for Did It Make More or Less Than Ted. You know, this is the... A rare disappointment for us. This is after two Harry Potter movies that opened Mm -hmm. to... Gross three hundred and two eighty. This one made two forty something, and it was the one that moved to the summer, June fourth, I think, uh-huh. two thousand and four. The other ones were November, and everyone was like, "Is Harry Potter done?" And then they moved Goblet of Fire, which is like the most popular book at the time, uh-huh. back to November, and yeah, it made decent money. Yeah, now Harry Potter's done, but back then mm-hmm. it's just fine. I uh, yes, well done. Uh, the penultimate edition this week of Did It Make More or Less Than Ted. Wow. Oh, the, for our 200th, we're not going to have it? No, we're going to have uh, a new thing, a special thing. Wow. Uh, so, yes, well done there. You've got uh, one more chance to obliterate this game Very before exciting. I can pivot to something a little harder. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, come and gone from the theater near you. Are you ready to go back mm-hmm. in time? All right. 2015, May 1st. The end. Is this no uh, clues? It's opening of the summer movie going season, right? Yeah. Look at the number one. It is. Yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah. One ninety. One ninety one. Yes, that is uh, right on. Uh, the trust nose. me, I was all over what the the sequel to the biggest uh, movie in history, essentially. Sure. Make. I I figured you would be, but very notable weekend. By the way, that got a lot of our, look at that number. Uh huh. Back then, yeah. which probably put it at like number three or two, and people were like, oh, God, is Marvel over now? And everyone else was like, it made $190 million opening weekend. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. This, happen- this happens all the time. Yeah. This is why, this is why we're here. And then Jurassic World made more than Avengers a month, more than the first Avengers a month after this. Yeah. And everyone was like, holy shit. I, I remember that as well. Think about how fath- unfathomable that seems. I... Yeah, it still it still doesn't make any sense to me. I get people like the Jurassic Park movies, but like, like what the fuck? Uh, Great hook, one of the best hooks in modern uh, film history. 
Absolutely. The park is now open. Yeah. I mean, whoever wrote that, you know, I get like the aliens who put an S. That's one of them. But whoever wrote the park is open is just as like, we got to yeah. make that movie. That was actually also Jim Cameron. Well, he just happened by. It's like, what if? If that was Jim Cameron, then I would bow down along with Joe. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you knocked uh, knocked that out. Exactly right. Well done. Thank you. Is that it? Yeah. That was nothing else opened. Multiplex sadness. Here we go. The, fi- the lead eight and a half. We got eight movies left. These are division winners going against division winners. Movies that have been crowned the biggest flop of their genres will now be eliminated. This is incredible. So our first matchup here is the three-seed Cats, the winner of the dramatic film, the Spike Lee division, will take on the seventh seed. We got a lot of lower seeds left. Yeah, it's exciting. The seventh seed, Geely, which won the Mel Brooks division, the comedic flops. Here we go. We got five uh, criteria, the first to three wins. Criteria is... A bigger profit relative to budget. Obviously, the smaller one, because we're doing flops, we'll get the point. Quality of movie, the worst movie gets the point. The film with the easier road to success will be awarded a point. The film with that is furthest away from success will be awarded the next point. And finally, the film's legacy. And we'll define that as we need to. Here we go. Cats was released December 20th, 2019. Opening weekend, Six million dollars, budget of a hundred, final gross twenty-seven and seventy-four worldwide. Geely was released August first, two thousand and three. Opening weekend, three million dollars, budget of fifty-four, final gross six million worldwide. Seven. Bigger profit relative to budget. Cats had a budget of a hundred, it grossed seventy-four, profit of seventy-four percent. Geely had a budget of fifty-four, made seven, profit of. 13.1 goes to Gili. Yes, it does. A big point. Point two quality of movie going to... Gili. That's correct. That's three. Much, much worse movie. Harder road to success. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, this is... Uh, let's, yeah. l- let's read about it. Okay. Cats opened at number four against Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker in its first weekend. Jumanji The Next Level. Jumanji. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the next level and it's set. The it next sounds, what? Sounds weird. Jumanji. Um, <laughs> in its word. second weekend and Frozen 3 in its fifth. It fell to number eight the next week. 27% drop. It's obviously based on cats, an incredibly popular animal. It's the fourth longest running Broadway show in history and it started the big blockbuster musicals on Broadway. Tom Hooper directed. He's an Oscar-winning director. He won for the King's Speech. And seven years before this, he made Les Miserables, which scored big numbers at the box office and Oscar nominations and wins. Cats had a large ensemble cast and an original song by Taylor Swift. Rotten Tomatoes had it at 19, Metacritic at 32. Gigli opened at number eight against American Wedding in its first weekend. Spy Kids 3D Game Over in its second. And Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl was hanging in there in its fourth weekend. It dropped to number 18 the next frame, 82% drop. Starred Ben Affleck, six months after Daredevil hit big and a year after Changing Lanes did well and The Sum of All Fears hit. Also starred Jennifer Lopez, who's two years after The Wedding Planner, made $60 million domestic and a year after Made Manhattan came away with 94. Obviously, they were a big couple. They had started dating a year and a half before the film's release. They were engaged in November of the year before. Tabloids went nuts for them. Benifer was the first portmanteau of a celebrity couple. on Rotten Tomatoes, 18 on Metacritic. 
easier road to success. Cats have the 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 brand name, the uh, the prestige behind it, but a bad release date. Yes. Uh, yeah. Geely had big stars and a lower budget to clear. I'm gonna let me make the case for Cats. Okay. I think uh, I think both of these movies have uh, have a good case. I think I think for Cats the thing would be that it has sort of more of the will of the machine behind it. This is a uh, is a big IP play. With a, uh, you know, it is a... For an easier road to success? Yeah. On paper, is. I agree. Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, it's the uh, it's the big, uh, the big, uh, the big musical. Everyone loves it. Uh, the budget, on the one hand, is harder to clear. Yeah. $100 million. But on the other hand, I think if you're a studio spending $100 million on Cats, like that is, that is your, that is among your focuses. Like you're putting cats out there, be like, we are going to make cats right. a hit. We're getting the Les Mis guy that worked. This is another huge musical. We're doing it again. I uh, and putting it out at Christmas, like a lot of competition there, but there's also a lot of money to be had there. Yeah. Whereas Gili, uh, a much lower budgeted project, put out in August, which I I don't know if this was true uh, as true at the time as it is now. But I kind of view August now as like the the no man's land of summer. Like there is there is money to be had there. There are interesting movies that come out. Right. But like the big deals come out in June and July. And things that come out in August are just kind of the rest. Generally with August, you open nowadays, you open like the first weekend and you could just be the last big movie of the summer. Yeah. And kind of ride it out that way. Um, but I, I agree. I, so cats does not have obviously the, uh, the star power of Gigli. And even if it did, that matters much less when cats came out. But I think if you consider sort of the weight of the machine behind it, uh, might be the case for cats there. I agree. Cats had the easier road to success. All right. So then we move on to further from as we are now, uh, Geely is up to one. Um, hmm. The what kept Geely from making its money? Uh, negative buzz. Is, is it just the fact that it was so yes. profoundly awful? Yes. Uh, so let's say. Uh, let, let's let's attribute that because you know, we're we're trying not to do have a better script. Let's attribute that to the Justin Bartha thing, sure. Which is uh, not the only thing wrong with this movie by uh, a long shot, but I think it can kind of be the standard bearer. Uh, that the basic premise, not the script, but the basic premise. Yes. Uh, but like, there's not. I guess American Wedding is not really what you want going up against it i mean american wedding is for the kids yeah you know college students young people Gili is for the adults in the room i uh, whereas you look at cats in retrospect i uh, can't put it out christmas 2019 it's just 
No, as I said, I, it, it's such a Christmas movie, though. Yeah. So, yeah, you would have to just bump it a year. Uh, yeah. You can't have it released against the Star Wars and while Frozen, which is a musical itself, is still in theaters. Yeah. Uh, both of these budgets are fine. Yeah, both the uh, budgets yeah. are fine. Um, Cast for Gigli is obviously fine. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of think for Cats in 2019 point goes like, cats. i uh, no i just mean in terms of the cast like i think i think that's kind of that's kind of the best you can hope for if cats is going to hit people are going to get they're going to be interested in taylor swift they're going to be interested in jennifer hudson doing Memory. the big song i yeah. uh, there's not really like like i don't think you can put like tom cruise in cats and no maybe like ariana grande could play the lead role maybe that random that new actress but yeah i don't think you have to change the cast on either of them the budgets no the premise you have to change on on one it's just not a and back then it might have been like a viable premise yeah i think on Gili, you mean yeah i think on paper it probably is it's just the execution of it is so yeah heinous um, I think that further from success is cat. I just don't think there's a place for it in the marketplace. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's right. Especially when you, especially when you consider that, like, not only can it not open on yeah. Christmas, but it also really can't open anywhere else. Like that's no, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, maybe Thanksgiving, but that's when Frozen's opening. Right. I. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think I'm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm agreeing with you that Cats gets the point there. Tie. Uh, we are tied going into Legacy, which I think is a hundred percent Julie. And I get that Cats has the Twitter thing right now. Yes. And the butthole cut is fun to talk about. It is. Julie is one of the most notorious films in cinematic history, starring one of the most notorious couples in cinematic history. And I think that if we go back to last year, two years ago, when Benefer got back together and the fervor that that caused. This will always be a part of both of their reputations and careers. And I think that just how much of an impact it made that they got back together is proof enough that Gigli's legacy is stronger than Kat's. I think that's right. I, you know, Kat's is going to be a very silly thing that we all uh, talk about, but it's Gigli not... is hurtful to people. Yeah. As well. And that's it, another like, thing. That yeah, that too, like uh, morally and emotionally, I, uh, and also I think probably did uh, did some real uh, had a real impact on Ben Affleck's career. Yeah, and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, both of them. I, uh, whereas like Idris Elba, will no be one was fine. really affected by Cats. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson will be. She was Aretha Franklin the year before and almost got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, she's fine. I uh, so yeah, I think we're going Gili there, and uh, Gili advances over Cats. Advances. This might be the first time. I don't want to look into that now, but maybe the first time Mel Brooks has won. Interesting. Is that could that be true? The first uh, tournament yeah. we not the first one, the two thousand to two thousands. Crouching Tiger won drama, so yeah. I won the whole thing. And Titanic won drama. Yeah, yeah. So the first time that a t- drama has been beaten, and a comedy moves on. All right. Our next matchup, the superhero matchup. The two-seed Fantastic Four winners of the John Carpenter division. Those are the reboots and remakes against the seventh seed. Another seventh seed 
Green Lantern, which won the Steven Spielberg division, the franchise, non-starters. So I'm just trying to launch a franchise and couldn't. Here we go. Fantastic Four was released August 7, 2015. Opening weekend, $25 million. Budget of 120 Final gross of 56 and 168 worldwide. And Green Lantern had an opening weekend. Of, it came out June 17, 2011. Opening weekend... $53 million, budget of 200 final gross 116 and 220 worldwide. Fantastic Four cost 120 it made 168 that's profit of 140 and Green Lantern cost 200 it grossed 220 profit of 110.1 goes to Green Lantern. It sure does. Quality of movie, Noah. What are you giving it to here? Uh, that's got to be Fantastic Four. I th- I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm a staunch staunch i've seen it once but a supporter of the first like half of that movie but i agree it crumbles so immensely it's also it also plays to your thing of like fantastic four tries to be interesting whereas green lantern is just profoundly dull uh but no i think uh yeah i think it i think fantastic four gets the point i agree the collapse there is uh, we're tied we're tied all right a lot to read. Here we go. Fantastic Four opened at number two against Mission Impossible Rogue Nation in its second weekend. The Gift in its first. It dropped to number four the weekend after. 68% drop based on the comic book series and a remake or reboot of the original film uh, uh, series. The first one made 152 domestic in 2005 and two years later, Silver Surfer did 132 domestic. Directed by Josh Trank who made Chronicle in 2012, which made a surprising 64 million domestic and 126 worldwide, nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 27 on Metacritic. Green Lantern opened at number one against Super Eight in its second weekend. Mister Popper's Penguins in its first, and X Men First Class in its third. It dropped to number three in its second weekend, 66 percent drop. It was a big superhero play. It was generic, four quadrant. Everyone was supposed to go see this colorful, fun blockbuster. Ryan Reynolds starred in it. It was two years after he helped the proposal be a big hit with the help of Sandra Bullock and two years after his failed appearance in X-Men Origins Wolverine. 28% on Rotten Tomatoes, 39 on Metacritic. Further from success, uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean, we uh, usually do start with the easier road. Oh, fine. Uh, so that, I mean... Green Lantern. You think Green Lantern? Yeah. I think Green Lantern, leading up to the release, that had the big money, the magazine covers. There's an Entertainment Weekly magazine cover. Yeah. Big spending, whereas leading up to the release Fantastic Four, people were like, uh-oh, this is going to drop. This is this is not going to be good. Um, I think that was just set up to win way more. Yeah. Studio was just willing that to win. I think if you, uh, you know, if you just look at the cases on paper, though, I... Uh, Ignoring the fact sure. that going into Fantastic Four, we all knew it was going to be a huge disaster. I, I think Fantastic Four has proven to be a uh, a very popular franchise among the fans. Sure, uh, there's a quite a bit of clamoring for it uh, still today, uh, along with the X Men as like the big properties left to enter the MCU. I. Uh, you know, Fantastic Four did not have a Ryan Reynolds in it, but it did have a uh, a group of four people, all co- all who seemed at the time like 
sort of the uh, the sexy young cast. Uh, these guys could all break out. Maybe. I mean, Jamie Bell was never going to. K-Mar had been around for a year. I mean, you know, when did this come out? 2015? Shooter came out eight years before this. Sure. So it was really just Michael B. and Miles Teller. So as far as, like, Fantastic Four is a more popular property, the marketing push, the money spent on it, they got Martin Campbell to direct Green Lantern after he... Uh, <coughs> after he uh, directed Goldeneye to launch bon, uh, Brosnan's Bond and Casino Royale to launch Daniel Craig's Bond. So he, they got a good pick to launch a franchise. They got a hot actor who's accessible to everybody, who's funny, who could do the talk shows well. Um, this was just supposed to knock it out of the park. And so I, I agree that on paper, a Fantastic Four movie against a Green Lantern movie, you would think the more money would go to the Green Lantern movie or the Fantastic Four movie. But I would also think that more studio confidence and more studio money would also go to the Fantastic Four movie. And it didn't. Yeah. I Though less money going to Fantastic Four makes a... Uh, sure. A $80 million less that it needs to get to... To hit my vote here for easy road is uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do ultimately think that you're uh, that you're right there. But I thought uh, I thought Fantastic Four had a case, and I wanted to uh, yeah. wanted to make sure it got it to do. Sure. Uh, so yeah, Green Lantern is up to one here, and now we go furthest from which is Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, Green Lantern. You know, we've said this a few times. Just like, just didn't work. No. Uh, but like, everything's there. Yeah, it's got a it's got a star. It's got a, it's got the director. It's got the money. It's got the release date. It's got the push. Yeah, it's just it's just not there. People weren't into it. Uh, it's just a little too bad. Yeah, I guess. Uh, whereas Fantastic Four, uh, you know, seemed like it might have had a buzzy cast, but that didn't really work. Needs out. Needs a new director. Needs a new uh, producer. Needs a new cast, if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, and just, like, needs needs one director yeah. uh, to not so completely fall producer, apart. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> Simon Kinberg tried to take it over. Yeah. Where does uh, that leave us? So that leaves us tied at 2-2, because I, uh, I agree on Fantastic legacy. Four. So we got a legacy. So Ryan Reynolds won't let Green Lantern's legacy die. Sure. But Josh Trank's next movie was Gotti several years later. He basically stopped working. Yes. I also... Simon Kinberg. I mean, you know, Fantastic Four was then left to die. Given back to Disney. I think that, uh, to the Ryan Reynolds point, I think I've, uh, I think I've made this point in matchups past, uh, I think he's kind of assimilated this into his persona. Right, in so a, it's a positive legacy. Yeah, he's like, he's kind of grown beyond into a a, a meta, uh, above it all kind of movie star. So it's like, yeah, I was in Green Lantern. That movie sucked. We all saw that shitty movie I was in. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> uh, so it's it's not like a ding on him. People don't look at like, oh, Ryan Reynolds, he was in that. It's like, yeah, Ryan Reynolds was in that, and he's funny about it. I. Uh, Whereas you cannot say the same about Fantastic Four. So even though people aren't forgetting Green Lantern, uh, I 
I don't think like I don't think anyone cares. I think he's he's kind of made it uh into laughing along with him. Uh so I think uh yeah. And then what about the other one? Fantastic Four? Yeah. I uh, yeah, I mean this uh yeah. This movie I think is a is pretty famous in terms of uh movies that had production problems and needed to be uh salvaged by somebody else. Uh, I think this is a very big example of that. I think yes. uh, studio interference. Yeah. And I think especially with this being such a hot property amongst Marvel fans, mm-hmm. uh, this doesn't get to be like That's a little point. thing. Like this doesn't get to be new mutants, which also just kind of was a calamity, but nobody cares. It just, it just came and went and it's gone. It's a good point. I, uh, yeah, people remember when they tried to remake Fantastic Four and it was even worse. Uh, so I think Fantastic Four has the worst legacy. Uh, I agree. And it moves on. It does move on. Uh, yeah. The two-seed Fantastic Four will take on next week in the final four weddings and a funeral, the seven-seed Gili. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. All right. Our next matchup, Mars Needs Moms, the winner of the Hayao Miyazaki division, the family films, uh, versus the three-seed Catwoman, winner of the Tony Scott action films division. Mars Needs Moms was released March 11th, 2011, opening weekend $7 million, budget of 150 final gross 21 and 39 worldwide. Catwoman was released July 23rd, 2004, opening weekend 16, budget of 100 final gross 40 and 82 worldwide. Mars Needs Moms at a budget of 150 it grossed 39 per profit of 26%. Catwoman budget of 100 gross 82 profit of 82%. Point 1 goes to Mars Needs Moms. Indeed. Quality of movie. Now, did, did you struggle with this at all or is this pretty clean cut for you? This is clean cut for me. Me too. Uh, the worst movie cut, is 1 2 3 Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Mars Needs Moms is bad. The animation is weird and it's like very morbid in a gross way. Yes. Catwoman is just trash. It's it's not even close, frankly. Uh yeah. and I Mars Needs Moms really bad. Never want to watch that movie again. No. Uh, but, no, it is not close. Uh, Catwoman does not seem like it was made by professionals. Oof. Uh, Oof. <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Uh, so we're tied up at 1-1. All right. Mars Needs Moms opened at number five against Battle Los Angeles in its first weekend. Rango in its second. And Red Riding Hood in its first. It dropped to number eight the next week. 23% drop. Produced by Robert Zemeckis, who directed the Polar Express, Beowulf, and A Christmas Carol, all employing this same type of animation. 37 on Rotten Tomatoes, 49 on Metacritic. Catwoman opened at number three with the Born Legacy. No, Born Legacy. Born Supremacy in its first weekend, iRobot in its second, and Spider Man 2 in its fourth. It dropped to number six the next week, 61% drop. Based on the popular Batman character starring Halle Berry three years after winning the Best Actress Oscar for Monsters Ball, two years after a buzzy role as Jinx in Die Another Day, and a year after X2, X-Men United, was critically and commercially successful, and Gothica made pretty decent money. Nine on Rotten Tomatoes, 27 on Metacritic. So we're talking easier road to success here. Uh, 
you know, we've uh, we've we've been over this many times. Catwoman has Catwoman a, has the lower budget, the bigger star. Yeah, and the more popular source material. Yeah, done. I I I agree. I don't Mar- care about the crowded release date. Mars Needs Moms has nothing. No, it's got uh, it's got yeah. Disney. It's got, That's all it has. It's got a probably insurmountably high budget. It has a. Uh, Seth Green is the most famous person in it by far. I would say Joan Cusack's pretty, I mean, among what circles. You know? Okay, sure. I, well, I, I won't say by far. I, I, I'd, I'd still say if, you are, uh, if you're trying to market a movie to children, they're more likely to be right. fond of Seth right. Green than they are of Joan Cusack. Sure. But, but no, I, I, I agree. It is not by far. Uh, but still, when, you're, when those are your options, I... Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty easily Catwoman. Further from success, is that, easily Mars needs moms. I agree. There's no stars. Its budget is enormous, and it's about mothers dying. Yeah, I uh, needs needs a whole new tone. Needs anybody in it? <laughs> I and about a third of the budget. Yes, uh, I, uh, half the budget. I I'll be, I'll be I'll be generous. It's a computer animated I'll, movie. You get some stars in it. Yeah, you know. spend a hundred million dollars. Whatever. You're Disney. Who cares? Oh well, you're that's generous. No, yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but like 150. That's it's a bridge too far. So we're tied. Uh, so again, yeah. each one of these has gone to legacy. Is that right? Um, yes, it is. These are uh, wow. You know, I mean, All right. a close matchup. These are division winners. That's true. Heavyweights. Legacy of Catwoman and the Legacy of Marcy's Mom. This is tough. I mean, both of these are notorious in their specific genres. Yeah, Mar- Marcy's Mom's is a notorious flop. It it closed Zemeckis's production company, the Mad Image Movers, whatever yeah. his animations company was that Disney uh-huh. bought. Shuttered. This was it. Shuttered after this. I, uh, Catwoman, meanwhile, is notoriously awful. Notoriously awful. It it really, really, basically derailed Halle Berry's career. Yeah. I uh, and there hasn't been a Catwoman. There was. It was also so long until we got. I think. Well, Electra came out the year after. So a couple of this with Electra. It was so long before we got like a big female superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Oh sure, Wonder Woman. Yeah. 2017. Yeah, I guess that did uh, that did come before Captain Marvel. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, on the if one I told you Captain Marvel came out in 2019. Would that blow your fucking mind? No. I. Uh, <laughs> That's weird to me. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, on the one hand, I think. Empirically, to me, the answer might be Catwoman here because I think just that more people know what it is. Yeah. You pick people on the street and you're like, you heard of Mars Needs Moms. I think more of them are going to say no than we'll say Catwoman. On the other hand, I think it could be argued as a little tiebreaker within a tiebreaker that we're doing the biggest flop of the 21st century and Mars Needs Moms has all of its notoriety 39 million as a flop it made so 39 million total worldwide Uh, Robert Zemeckis big deal a lot of people like a lot of his movies and Mars Needs Moms killed him (laughs) 
<laughs> you rose from the grave to make welcome to Marwin. <laughs> Unless we both agree on Catwoman, uh-huh. Mars Needs Moms is going to move on. Uh, yes. Because it will take the Drukey special. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I... Uh, and I'm I'm kind of I'm leaning Mars Needs Moms for Legacy because I think I think at a, I think at a certain point when Catwoman's Legacy is that it's bad, and Mars Needs Moms' Legacy is that it's a huge flop, like that's kind of what we're doing here, you know. It's a good point. I uh, so my vote I think is going to go to Mars Needs Moms here. Well, that's it. <laughs> That's that clinches it because if I say Catwoman, it's getting the Drukey special. Yeah. We both agree that its budget is more preposterous. Well, for uh, for posterity, I don't know what I would vote. I okay. I probably lean Mars needs mom. I think that I can't. We are talking about flops, and I just can't get over the disparity between the budget and the gross on that movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Mars needs mom's advances in uh, as you said another three to two matchup. All right. A one seed moves on. Can another one seed, or will the faded eight seed be the first eight seed, not only to make the elite eight and a half, ladies and gentlemen, which is which it's already done, but make the final four weddings and a funeral as well? Will oh history be made? Oh God! The one seed Battlefield Earth takes on the eight seed Son of the Mask. Battlefield Earth was released May twentieth, two thousand. Opening weekend eleven million dollars. Budget of eighty. Final gross twenty one twenty nine worldwide. Son of the Mask. Was released February eighteenth, two thousand five. Opening weekend, seven million dollars, nine million for the four day budget of eighty four. Final gross seventeen and sixty worldwide. Battlefield Earth had a budget of eighty. It grossed twenty nine. Profit of thirty seven. Son of the Mask had a budget of eighty four. It grossed sixty. Profit of seventy one point one. Goes to Battlefield Earth. That is, uh, I think, a big point here. Huge. Though, let's talk about quality of movie. Yeah, where are you leaning uh, here? These are both uh, horrendously bad. I'm leaning Battlefield Earth. And I don't know. I don't even really think it's a lean for me. I think it's just a... I think it is Battlefield Earth as a uh, a clear-cut vote. I want to see what I gave each of these on, um, on Letterboxd. All right. That's a... Uh, because yeah. in my mind... There's one that I would rewatch a thousand times more than the other. Okay. So I'm wondering if that is going to be what pushes one over the edge. Yeah, I get them both the same rating. <laughs> What's the? I guess like the worst movie doesn't necessarily mean the movie that you would watch again. You yeah, know what I, mean? I mean I've. I... You know, I I assume you'd rather watch Battlefield Earth than Son of the Mask. Like, my favorite movie of all time is not the best movie I've ever seen. I've always said that. Sure. So, in thinking of the technical aspects of one of them, I think that's what's going to put over the, the edge. The technical aspects of Son of the Mask are more competently created than the technical aspects of Battlefield Earth. Yes. And therefore, I have to give my quality award to Battlefield Earth as being the worst movie. I uh, I agree. I think everything that Battlefield Earth has going for it in terms of like it, it would be more fun to watch it again than Son of the Mask, which I agree. That's true. That doesn't mean it's better. 
it means they just kind of failed more spectacularly. I and I, I personally refuse to credit them for that. You refuse. Uh, I do. I uh, I also think that uh, there were periods during Son of the Mask where I watched it and thought, you know, this isn't as awful as I expected. And then yeah, the, some of the Looney Tune stuff we we, you know, took a liking to. Yeah, and I you know even like the the awful parts of it did really drag it down quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I think Battlefield Earth from start to finish was uh, much more uh, sloppily made and incoherent. Whereas Son of the Mask is just very annoying. All right. So now we talk easier road. Battlefield Earth opened at number two against Gladiator in its second weekend and U571 in its fourth. It dropped to number six, the next frame dropping 66%. Based on the book by L. Ron Hubbard, there was controversy among Scientology and how involved they were in the production of the film. John Travolta starred in it three years after Face Off and a year after The General's Daughter made 102 domestic, 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, 9% on Metacritic. Son of the Mask opened at number four against Hitch's second weekend, Constantine debut weekend and because of when dixie also in its debut weekend it dropped to number 10 the following frame a 50 percent drop it was the first film was the second of jim carrey's 1994 hits and made 119 million dollars and 350 worldwide in 1994 this film starred jamie kennedy he led malibu's most wanted to 34 million dollars two years earlier and his tv show the jamie kennedy experiment ended a year before after 61 episodes uh, already released for family audiences in 2005 were Racing Stripes, which had made 44 up to that point, and Are We There Yet, which made 63, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, 2% on Metacritic. I So Son of the Mask has performed admirably in yes. this tournament. Uh, the first eight seed, like you said, to make it to the Elite Eight and a Half, uh, that's incredibly impressive, and bravo to that uh, shitty movie that they made that one time. I, but I have a few things to say. Okay. Uh, in terms of easier road to success. You have the floor. Uh, Battlefield Earth, released in the year 2000, cost $80 million. It was a saga of the year 3000. Uh, indeed. Uh, star John Travolta, big star. Uh, and, you know, I don't know when the summer movie season began in the year 2000. Uh, um, if that was even quite a thing with, yet. With, it wasn't inherently a thing, but with Gladiator, it was like a big opening for Gladiator the weekend before. Okay. So uh, basically... But the, we're, we're in the summer movie season. Uh, yeah. And certainly we're close to it. Yeah. And that, again, $80 million, big, uh, big star in a big uh, sci-fi action movie. It was primed for success. This, was, this movie was a big deal for them. Uh, Son of the Mask, made five years later, uh, not not too long after Battlefield Earth, cost $4 million more than that, and starred Jamie Kennedy instead of Jim Carrey. Right. You got the same consonant sounds there, but that's it. I think they uh, thought they'd throw people off with the J and the Y. Yeah. Uh, and the cuh. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. But just seeing it on a poster, you'd go, J, a Y. Yeah. Jim Carrey's just, back. My brain will fill in yeah. the rest. They should have like blurred it. That's how I read. Yeah. Uh, remember that? Uh, remember the. Uh, the Blurred mo- Lines video? Yeah. Uh, who, who could forget? No, the movie poster for Legend. I think it was called the uh, the Tom Hardy playing the twins. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they like they positioned their heads to sort of obscure a two star review. Yes, uh, that's what they should have done with the poster for Son yes. of the Mask. Like put Jamie Kennedy or not Jamie Kennedy's head, but put the mask like over. Yeah, sure. Amy Kennedy. Sure, absolutely. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, Battlefield Earth had the easier road to success. In conclusion, <laughs> goodbye, Son of the Mask. A sweep. Yeah. It makes it all the way here and then gets swept under the rug. That's tough. Uh, but, you know, still good good job to you, Son of the Mask. All right. We have our four. The four biggest flops of the 21st century. Gili, Fantastic Four, Mars Needs Moms, and Battlefield Earth. One of those films will be crowned the biggest flop of the 21st century next week. Gili, Fantastic Four, Marzi's Moms, Battlefield Earth, two exciting matchups, and one exciting special guest next week. Wow. It's all happening leading up to our 200th episode. We're very excited about it. Now, before we go, Noah, yeah. at the beginning of um, the year in January, we decided we didn't really have anything to talk about one, but we had to keep we had to make an episode so that we could count up to two hundred in an appropriate time frame. So we went month by month and predicted the biggest grossing movies of those months. I remember that. It's a lot of fun. We're going to check in is okay. how we're doing. In February, we both said Uncharted would be the biggest grossing movie of the year. And it was. Nice. Give us a little green for that. In March, we both said The Batman would be the biggest grossing movie of the month. We were right. A little green for that. As I recall, we didn't diverge from each other all that much in this exercise. No, only once. <laughs> <laughs> only once, and one of these movies has gone to Netflix already. Nice. The Man from Toronto in August is now going to be released on Netflix. And Which one of us picked that? Spider-Man. Both of us. Right. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has moved to next year. Cool. So. <laughs> I love we, cinema. We picked Sonic. Yeah. To be the biggest Christmas movie of April. It was. Fuck yeah. And we picked Doctor Strange this month. We'll have to see. Time will tell. I do think Maverick's going to give it a run for its money. We uh, uh, diverged in July. Okay. Where you said Minions, The Rise of Gru, and I said Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay. It's the only, only months where we... We'll have to maybe... Maybe in, later in the summer we'll do August and we'll do... I think I'd, I think I feel good about October. that. October. Love and Thunder is going to crush Minions. I don't know that it is. Crush it. I don't... Crush it. Despicable Me, Despicable Me 2 made yeah. like 360, 380. Despicable Me 3 made like less than 3, I think. Okay. And Minions made a lot of money. But it's been a while. Yeah. Thor's got Thor. It's got Jane. It's got Guardians back. Sure. Yeah. I... 
can the MCU Christian Bale sustain three huge releases in such quick succession? They had four releases in a matter of six months last year. I know, but none of those were that big. I'm talking Except like the last one. Spider-Man. Sure, yes. Uh, but I'm saying, can we go from Spider-Man to Doctor Strange sure. to Thor and have all of those open colossally big? Maybe. We uh, Captain Marvel opened to 150 in uh-huh. March. And like seven weeks later, we got Infinity War. Yeah. And Black and- Panther... No, Endgame. Black Panther Infinity War. I, no, I mean, that's uh, that's very true for two in a row. We're at two in a row. Well, What, what came out after those Avengers? <laughs> Spider-Man was released in mid-December. January, February, March, April, May. Yeah. Five months. All right. That's, that's enough time. Sure. We'll see. We'll see. Is five years too long between uh, Illumination, Despicable Me, and Solomon? Definitely. <laughs> I hope not for your sake. Um, that's all I got. All right. What do you want us people to see? I uh, <laughs> the bad guys. I don't know, man. I uh, why don't we both just listen. say everything everywhere again? Yeah, sure. It's or like, Firestarter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That'd be. Would it be funny if Firestarter opened to like twenty? I want to see Firestarter. Yeah? It's a Blumhouse. Oh, well, there you go. I want to see Efron. Yeah, I'm into it. Sure. See him start a fire. Firestarter. Well, he, he doesn't. His he daughter might. does. Firestarter. Perhaps, she, you know, like like father, like daughter, they say. Yeah, I'm going to say go see uh, Everything Everywhere. Yeah, I mean. If you're going to see one multiverse movie this year, make it Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah, because you don't have to put off Spider-Man because it's coming out next year. <laughs> The cinema. All right. Was well, that what you're picking to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep All it right. up. Now plug us up. All right. You can find us at what's in the box office.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D S U R B E R. And of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're in negotiations for a 12 figure deal with Spotify. Wow. The negotiations are uh, kind of one-sided, but we are in them. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Check uh, check deadline for news on yeah, that. Check deadline. <laughs> um, I also want to plug uh, a podcast series I'm doing with Ahmad Oates, um, who's our good friend and host of Thinking Outside the Boombox. We are doing a collaboration called Real Rhythm, R-E-E-L. We explore uh, hip hop and movies and the relationship they have with each other. Um, we have two, ep- we have two, no, one episode left. The all, the last episode, uh, and he's also just wrapping up his podcast, but the last episode of that is going to be in two weeks. It's not this weekend, but the next, and that will be talking about, uh, the various hip hop infused films in different genres, whether it's the dramatic uh, American gangster or the biopic, uh, beats rhymes in life. I think that's what it's called or Dave Chappelle's block party or the comedies like dope or the action films like Cradle to the Grave, we kind of see, or the romantic films like Brown Sugar, we want to see where the various uh, hip-hop films really flourish and what genres and why, and, and why they might be limited in the genres that studios are allowing them to have. So 
You can find uh, his information at uh, thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, TOTB the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Check it out. Uh, he's only got a few episodes left, uh, so give it a listen. And he will be our guest next week as well, so it'll be very exciting. Um, that's it. Next week, the final four weddings and a funeral. It's incredibly exciting. We're, we're almost done here and leading up to our 200th episode in two weeks. That is it, and we'll see how hard Dr. Strange falls. Or if he does it all. You know what they say. The stranger they are. That's right. The harder they fall. Oh, great. I thought it was about On Netflix now as well. Don't uh, talk to them. The stranger they are, the danger they are. Yeah. They'll they'll come into your house because you were home. That's, oh boy. I hope not. (laughs) Um, That's next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.